Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio now for this show, I have Lieutenant Craig Campbell from the Juneau Police Department. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always fun having you, and it's also a really nice day outside, which makes it even more fun, in my opinion. Now, the big thing I want to talk with you about is obviously JPD has been doing this really big push for recruitment. So how has that been going? You know, it's still kind of ramping up. Uh, we've been pushing recruitment uh, pretty hard for, I mean, it's actually been quite a while now because we do have quite a few openings here in the police department from our sworn officers to our unsworn, such as dispatchers and community service officers. But for our sworn side, we just did hire two new officers. Uh, one arrived, I think it was yesterday. Another one's coming in July. Uh, they're hoping to go to the academy in July. Um, so they'll be off to training soon. But, you know, we need people. So we're just continuing to push out there and try to seek um people who we think would be good qualified applicants and really trying to look at within our own community because I think that's where the most value is, is getting those people from the community who uh, would make good uh, police officers. Gotcha. And so, and I guess this is one of those very news centric questions is, and this is going to be very anecdotal. What are some of the factors that you think are at play that are kind of leading to there being that, that sort of that need for more officers, especially right now? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, our need really is coming from our deficit. We're down 15, uh, and that's really pre-2000, um, you know, levels of police officers in Juneau. I mean, there, someone could always argue, hey, we maybe want, need more out there for doing different services, but just to get to our bare minimum of what we've been having for the past 20 years, um, you know, I think the, the job isn't as attractive anymore for some people. Um, you see a lot of stuff in the news across the country um, where police officers have made mistakes and done things wrong, and it's glorified in the media, or horribleized in the media, I should say. Um, and some of that's rightfully so. but And that has a trickling effect down on to law enforcement across the country, right? And I always tell people, like, well, just because something happened in California or New York, that's not the same police department here. They're different people. We police differently. We have different standards. Uh, I think we have such a great relationship with our community, but people don't see that. You know, you you get influences in different varieties. Um, so that's one of them. I know the state's retirement system has changed a little bit, uh, so that impacts those things. And but you know, there's it's still a job that is. A, a wonderful avenue to serve your community. I mean, the people that we have at our police department are amazing people, uh, they're qualified people, and I always tell people, if you've ever thought about law enforcement or just wanna give it a try, wanna be interested in, come check us out. I mean, I think people will find that it's a great place to work, it's great working with our community, and it gives you a chance to make change and be a part of change and a positive influence to your community members. And if, you know, yeah, I, that's what I would say. No, d definitely. And I think, I can't remember if it was you who I talked to the, about this with or if it was the chief, but I talked about, you know, the, in the importance of community policing, you know, having, you know, officers that are within your own community that serve your community and how that can cause that very, that more, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for here. Uh, I mean, no, no, I think of the word. It is that communal feeling like, you know, there are people who live in your community and that helps develop that greater sense of trust and maybe helps to remove that stigmatization that law enforcement gets because of what happens on that national level. I would agree. I, I'm a big component of community policing and 
Community policing is just a fancy word of building relationships, right? We do that all day in all kind of walks of life and all different avenues. But in the police side of it, it's going out there trying to engage your community, trying to talk to people, get more involved, ask questions, uh, try to build that relationship um, so the community does trust people. And I think that's what's nice about our, our town is we're small enough to we know a lot of the same people, right? Uh, as a police officer, yeah, I might be doing patrol and doing those things like that, but I'm also coaching uh, throughout the years football and baseball and wrestling, and you you just grow your community involvement that way. And we want more of that, and we want more of interaction within the community. And, and I think that's something that we really can promote with our own department to, to set, uh, be set apart from other departments. Like, hey, we have the chance to do this and have good relationships with our community. And I think it shows. I fully believe that uh, we have a ton of support from our community and our community loves our police. Gotcha. And I would say maybe to add on to that, even the fact that, you know, JPD does this show with uh, with me every month, you know, that we take this time and we have that more immediate conversation because that... Because when you think about it, you know, the Action Line as a show is broadcast all over town. And so everyone has that opportunity to hear me ask JPD, you know, important questions about what's going on. And it allows for more of that, you know, transparency. That's the word I'm looking for. It allows for more of them to be like, hey, they can hear what's going on directly from you guys by me just asking you questions. Yeah, I agree. I think those are uh, excellent avenues to try to get out there because sometimes we might, might not be thinking about all the questions that need to get answered, right? Uh, and as different media sources have questions or uh, it helps to get that information out there and building that relationship, I mean, through things like this just helps uh, break down some of that transparency So or helps add that transparency so you know, like, hey, you can call Craig or Aaron and ask questions and we're going to be open with you when we can and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I don't think we've ever really talked in at length about your position is as a public information officer. And so you are really that immediate first kind of contact person that someone can go to along with Aaron if they had a question. Correct. Uh, so that is one of my duties. Um, I'm also... Uh, in charge of our uh, special operations division, which is our uh, criminal investigators and our drug detectives. So, you know, with that going on, as well as a public information officer. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, could you maybe expand a bit about what you do with the special operations part, as much as you can, obviously, because that is trickier ground. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a managerial position. So I oversee two sergeants that operate and supervise those units. So one side is our criminal investigations unit. And those are our detectives that are handling things like uh, high profile people crimes, sexual assaults, you know, if there's a homicide, they would do stuff like that. Robberies, lots of burglaries, they're dealing with those types of larger types of crimes. And then I also oversee a sergeant that oversees our drug unit. So we talked about CCAD, uh, the Southeast Alaska Communities Against Drugs Task Force. Uh, we oversee uh, that section. Gotcha. And now I'm going to pose a, somewhat of a hypothetical question for you because it stems from a conversation you and I were having before the show, which is, as some people may have noticed, uh, the state troopers and the Anchorage Police Department actually put out a release because of rumors that there may have been a serial killer in South Central. Now, I'm going to stress this very heavily. There isn't. There is not one. But they were taking the effort to, you know, put out a release and saying that they would inform the public if that was the situation. So what is JPD's kind of protocol if something like that were going on? Like, how 
would JPD kind of delineate that style of information? Yeah, so sometimes we could, you start hearing, typically you start hearing rumors, right? Whether it's on the street or you're seeing it on social media posts, uh, it could start being followed up by email or email questions from media, like, hey, we're hearing this. Um, then we start having to look at, okay, there is some buzz in the community about something, and if we believe it's not true, you know, we start looking at, hey, we should probably send something out there to let people know uh, and try to answer as many questions as we can. Uh, typically though, you have maybe ongoing cases that you can't release information. That's kind of the downside for us is we can release some information, but we can't release everything. Uh, but try to release, release enough to alleviate people's fears that they may have and uh, try to answer those questions. So we might start with like a, um, a press release that we might put out and say, hey, we're hearing rumors like this. This is what we can tell you and try to alleviate those fears. Okay. And that's about what I thought, which is pretty much kind of the process that it seemed happen between the state troopers as well as with APD. And I think it's good that they, they did that because obviously when you have that kind of rumor mill going on, that can lead to kind of unrest and making people very uncomfortable, which as a public safety officer, that's not what you want. You want to make sure that people feel that they can be safe in their community. Correct. Yep. Okay. And now, I guess another one of my questions before we sort of head into the break here is largely, obviously, there hasn't, and this is me being optimistic, and I'm going to knock on wood about this, it hasn't been too active for JPD, at least in sort of the large things that would send out press releases. Am I understanding that right? You know, I think our, at least our press release activity has uh, been not as uh, numerous lately. Yeah, I'd say it's still the day-to-day -day stuff. We're still busy. Um, I think our officers are going call to call to call, that type of activity. Um, such as large activities, just probably not quite as many uh, recently. And hopefully that stays yes. the same. Yeah, knock, but, on, knock uh, on wood there. It, the police department and police services is a business that's always busy uh, within our community. No, definitely. Now, we are going to head into our break. When we come back, we will continue with more Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still, I have Lieutenant Craig Campbell from JPD. Now, during the break, you were talking to me about what sounds like sort of a recruitment video. So what is that about? Yeah, recently JPD uh, hired a recruiting firm called Epic Recruiting to start creating some recruitment videos and really trying to enhance and distribute our brand as the police department and people push that out across the country in an advertisement to recruit people. Because, I mean, I know we have a great police department. A lot of people in Juneau know that we do, but how many other people outside of Juneau and outside of Alaska know that? So their job is to really show what Juneau and JPD has to offer. I mean, we look outside and we see the mountains and the sun, just a beautiful area. And we wanna highlight those things and what JPD offers and the city offers uh, for a job in the police department and put it across the country and to get in our effort to get people coming uh, into our doors and filling our vacancies. So we're really excited about that. They're gonna be here next week to start doing some filming. And hopefully within the next few months after that, we'll be putting stuff together. Okay. Well, now I'm going to ask, like, what kind of, how would you kind of make that film? What kind of, how would you mix that up in there? You know, I, and I think that's what they specialize in. It's not something I'm very good in, but, you know, you, I mean, typically you have the things that make the job, um, you know, exciting, uh, whether it's police work and the benefits, you know, the city offers for those packages for the police officer, but then also trying to highlight the things that are amazing in your community, whether it's like 
fishing and hiking and hunting and you know sports activities and all those things that you know reasons why we live here and enjoy it those are things that people from down south are going to enjoy too uh typically and try to highlight some of those things so people see it's like i want to live there i want to live in a smaller town that ha- is safe that has a uh, great community support has a lot of fun outdoors thing things to do and to try to get those people to come to alaska gotcha well now i have to ask what is j is jpd decided what it's uh, selling points for juno are you know we've uh i mean there's some things like as far as the the police department or just the non-work related things um so it could be you know showing people out fishing and hunting and skiing those are all things that typically you don't think of the Juneau police department go oh yeah they have a, a ski resort right up the mountain you can be there within 30 minutes that's a real positive if you'd like to ski if you like to camp and boat and kayak uh, or hike we got all that here that's amazing uh, i always tell people it's in my opinion and it's always different for everybody but i think Juneau is a really safe place i don't think there's any place in Juneau that i would say i don't feel safe walking at any time of the night and I don't think you can say that for most places uh, across the country. And that appeals to a lot of people because they want to raise families and kids in safe uh, environments. And Juno has that. Okay. And then I guess one of the things I'll, I'll put you through another hypothetical here, which is, you know, say we have someone that's listening in the audience, because that's always mm-hmm. possible, that he's maybe thinking about, you know, trying to go for that JPD sort of position. They're looking at that recruitment offer and they're saying, maybe this is what I want to do. What is sort of, what would your pitch to them be to try and get them to make, do that application to try and go through that training? You know, I think the, like anything, you, you need to know more about the job, right? Uh, I would always encourage people to do their research on the one, if they're outside of Juneau, the town and the city, so you know what that's like, the department itself, what is our uh, mission statement, what are we trying to do, and, but then also like get in touch, talk, like call me, you know, uh, you can contact the police department, get in touch with Craig Campbell, and I can walk you through the, the recruiting background process, what it's like to be a police department, uh, police officer here, uh, answer any questions, but just get curious and don't fall into any trap of like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, that seems difficult. Um, but if you're interested and public service is something to interest you, um, we can train people to do all the, the skills and tasks that you need to do for a police officer. What you're really looking for is, you know, people that have uh, honesty, integrity, good moral values, people that can make good decisions under stress and just have emotional intelligence. And we need that for our community. And ideally people that enjoy talking to people and and interacting with the community on a day-to-day basis. Gotcha. Now, another question I have, this is kind of one of my my more standard broad questions, is is there anything in particular going on within Juno right now that you think that people should know about, at least from JPD's perspective? Because I know that's a bit of a trickier yeah. question. You know, we there occasionally we have things going on. I, I'm at this moment, at least in June, nothing I can think of. Obviously, in July, you know, we're going to be gearing up for uh, third and fourth of July. We do uh, extra deployments of that during that time because typically there's a lot of people outside, the fireworks uh, celebrating. So we're going to see more police officers out and uh, to help kind of deal with those issues. Uh, then coming in August, we're going to have National Night Out. National Night Out is August 1st. So we're going to be gearing up for that and starting to advertise higher, probably within the next month. 
But if National Night Out is something that interests people, it's always just a reminder is, hey, get out there, talk to your neighbors, maybe try to host a block party, try to meet with police. That's a great time for us to come and meet with people outside of like our normal police functions and just have fun. Maybe have some food and talk and chat and get to know each other. Gotcha. Now, I imagine the reason you'd have more folks out on the third is the same reason you have more folks out on the fourth, because it's high. There's, I remember we were talking about this, I believe, yesterday, that uh, at this point, it kind of feels like July 3rd is really an extension of July 4th, <laughs> in that they're kind of a combined holiday versus just the 4th. Yeah, correct. Uh, July 3rd, typically we have a lot of people out um, uh, on the the night of the 3rd because of the fireworks. You just get a large mass of people down there on the docks watching. And for the most part, I mean, most people are are behaving. They're following the laws, doing those things. But you still have an occasional people who are not going to do that. And because you have so many more people out there, the percentages are up. So we do keep pretty busy during that time. And we want to show that presence so people know like, hey, there's a lot of people out here. The police are here. If anyone's acting out, we're going to be able to be there to help out. Uh, July 4th is really just about uh, controlling the parade and the parade route and making sure roads are blocked off and it's safe. Um, We can put up barriers, but occasionally people still go around barriers. (laughs) So I would tell people if you are at the parade and you're blocked in, don't go around a barrier. It's there for a reason to keep people safe. You're either going to have to wait or turn around and go the other way. Gotcha. Speaking of, you got any other big sort of 4th of July safety tips for everyone out there? You know, uh, like typical things, if you're going to drink, don't drink and drive. Uh, Make sure to hydrate. The sun's out there. Hopefully uh, it's easy to get dehydrated and get, you know, things like heat stroke and things like that. Um, You know, drive safe. Watch out for pedestrians. Watch out for vehicles. Watch out for people on bikes. All those vulnerable roadway users. Uh, And then also speaking of bikes, um, if you haven't registered your bike, it's a good thing to do that online. You can go to Garage 529, or I think it's 529 Garage, uh, and do an online bike registration. If your bike ever gets taken, you have all that bike information that's saved in case you need to give that to the police department so we can be on the lookout for your bike. Okay. I might have to keep that in mind because yep. I did finally get my bike rebuilt the other oh, yeah. day. Nice. So I could, you know, exercise in ways that's beyond just me walking. Yeah. But I will have to keep that in mind. Well, we do have, it looks like about, we were in the last minute and a half here do you have any really big comments you want to leave people on because i'm sure you've got something even if it's more of a broad jpd statement you know um i guess the only other thing i just want to mention is just general gun safety stuff we occasionally do some posts on facebook the reminder of gun safety locking firearms up um that seems like kind of a no-brainer for people, right? I think for the majority of people, they know, hey, I want to keep guns away from kids, keep it locked up, keep it secure so people can't get to them. But I would just ask people, hey, if you have firearms in their home, and make sure they're in it, they're safely located somewhere safe. They're locked up, kids can't get them, uh, and do your best thing to uh, protect your kids. But then also, the kids that may come visit your home, you know, you want to protect them, lock them up, talk to your kids about firearms so they know uh, what's safe and what's not. Because you might have safe firearms in your home, but they might go to another kid's house, don't. And they need to know uh, how to be, uh, be safe over there as well. No, definitely. And then is there any resources that JPD has available for people who might want to learn more about certain gun safety things? Yeah, I mean, we can always provide information if someone uh, comes and talk to us. We sometimes occasionally put stuff out on Facebook about that. We also have a a firearm gun lock program. So if someone does have firearms in their home and they're trying to uh, keep things locked up and maybe they can't afford a gun lock is come to police department. We have some free uh, gun lock cables so people can help secure those firearms. 
Gotcha. Okay. Well, Lieutenant Campbell, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's always fun chatting with you, learning what's going on within JPD. And I will be talking with JPD again next month, and I will see who you end up sending over to me. Thanks, Jordan. Take care. All right. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.